This episode of the Council of the First Ones was recorded on March 1st, 2020. Hello, thank you for joining us for part two of our 2020 Toy Fair discussion. We also discussed the latest news from Kevin Smith's Netflix series. Join us now. But, of course, I can't pass up on the Battle Cat. The Battle Cat looks awesome. I feel like he looks a little hunchy. He looks well, like a cat that's kind of recoiled. Like he's, like, either going to spit up or he's going to, like, like he's a, a, like he has an aversion <laughs> to something. But if you put the helmet on him, he looks great. And that's, I don't know. That's how you, that's how you get your cringer in Battle Cat now. <laughs> one way he looks, one, you know, without the helmet, he looks scared. And then when you put the helmet on, I ain't. Well, it looks like the head, like you can move the head up and down. Yes. Right? Like like you can lower his head, you can raise his head. And in the pictures, it just looks like they raised his head too high. Yeah, I could see that. Because and I remember at, at PowerCon, he looked great. And that was absolutely. just the prototype. But that's also with the mask on. And most people like really do. You, nobody really does. I mean, I don't know about you guys. Maybe it's just me. I don't display my battle cat without the, the helmet. That's where you have your cringer figure. And you just put that one out. Well, right. yeah, I mean, I really don't. I have mine. Well, mine's on display. He's been on display for years. I really don't move him much, but he has his helmet and I do have a vintage one and he's been on my shelf for years. And I'm yeah, I rarely take off the helmet. I, I can't even remember the last time I took off the helmet. Well, speaking of the helmet, they you can see in the Toy Fair, Fair version, he has eyes uh, just like the Filmation cartoon that have been painted onto the helmet. That's one of the few details I think is really cool, actually, for once. Because every version up until now, it's always looked like he's blind, wearing right. a mask, you know. So I like that quite a lot. Yeah, I that like one it. touches on Filmation. He does look very Filmation-y, in a good way, in a good yeah. way. Not cartoony, mm-hmm. but that was a detail that they had. And he looks beautiful. That box art is amazing. I got to get a picture of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you can find it at the top of the Origins fans group. <laughs> uh, but um, you notice in the Toy Fair Fair version, this his st- yellow stripes, they're much more defined. In the uh, PowerCon version, the stripes look much more natural. They blend into the fur. So I hope that the Toy Fair version is just a prototype. Well, they do have them in the package. Oh, yeah. Let's see. You know, right when they're in the package, they're like 90% or 95% done. You know, as far as the figure itself, they're just hammering out the packaging details. And right. The figure is mostly done if they already have them in the package. Trying to find a photo. It's good that we got a better look at his legs because uh, in the photos... From PowerCon, they kind of looked like poles, like there didn't seem to be a lot of sculpt to them. But now, now that I see them from the side, I I can see they're, they're you know they're shapely and all that. In the box, it does look like he has more definitive lines in the in the yellow stripes that he's got on his body, mm. which is closer to the vintage figure. But for once, I'm gonna say I like the 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 other version better. I like the the more natural look for the stripes. Yes. Yeah. The way the harness is and and or the saddle, I mean, for uh, the new one is weird. The way it's put in that the picture that you have here, at least, mm-hmm. it's like it, the the belt underneath him is hunched up right under his armpits, and it's like, yeah, I, I know it needs to be pushed back because I'm looking at my vintage one on the shelf right now. It's like, yeah, that needs to get pushed back, but. It does give him that he's afraid. He, like he's just seen something that freaked him out. Looking, <laughs> it, it's not helping the battle cat side for me. But I don't know. There, it, I want to like this one, but I'm almost worried that no no paw articulation, like how classics did it, is going to right. render it a little less. It, you can't do as much with it compared to what they're making it. You think you'll get with it. It kind of reduces it, the playability. Yeah, that's a really good it, point. Because uh, like if you if you bend that leg back just a little bit, he's gonna be on his tiptoe. And and there's elements of that where it's like, okay, will I be able to put him into a pose 
in something other than just standing there, you know, because like uh, the original one, you could at least, you at least had the paw out and made him look like he was moving towards you. Classics, you can do a whole bunch of different things. Hmm. There is an element of it where I'm, I'm just like, you're still going to probably be stuck in that one pose because those ankles aren't going to be adjustable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent point. And you know that I'm, I think that the 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 eyes outside you know the on the actual head of battle cat not the helmet uh i think they're vintage accurate not to the original production run but to the one we usually see and but still they're they look to me pretty bad i think that they could they could easily uh you know stick those up yeah i mean well well, they just have a black pupil because it's just like a black dot yeah. yeah, they could make the pupils bigger, put some white white around the eyes, something. Well, that's where it still falls. Is this a prototype or is this yeah. the end design that we're looking at? And this is, again, the frustrating part because mm-hmm. there's one in the packet. And I keep thinking, how does the one, the, the one from the factory look? Right. You know, and some of these look like they're still, you know, they still need to work on them. And the line is still months and months away you know if, if they're going to go into production uh they're going to go into you know if they're ready to go for fall they're about ready to be produced like they should start producing them now mm-hmm. you know like and that's why again i'm thinking that what we're seeing is prototypes because factory ones still haven't turned out you know they're still yeah. tweaking them they're still and they're going to go into production relatively soon and if that's true, the final prototype has to be at the factory. You know, it's not going to be at the toys. Uh, it's not going to be at Toy Fair. It has to be at the factory. Right. So we're seeing is maybe later stages final prototypes, but not the final final one. Hmm. Interesting. Again, jumping to the next one, we have the return of the minifigures, oh, yeah. which I'm like, okay, I, I do have some, and I keep wondering why they're back. <laughs> oh, okay so i i just here i did something kind of neat uh but i went and after i did it i went and bought all the old uh minifigures because i i'm now very excited for these toys let me see here see, i'm going I got, I got a few of the the originals i got the he-man i got you know uh i'll be honest i don't know what i have because i got them and mm. I looked at him, and I'm like, oh, neat. And then I put him into storage. All right. Let's see. So I just linked to – I'm visiting the Masters of the Universe Eternia Minis page, part of the adultcollector.org network of pages and uh, groups celebrating everything we love about He-Man and She-Ra. little ad there. But I want to <laughs> show you a, uh, on that page. I actually uh, spent quite a bit of time on this. No, I was saying I do love they're coming with the little snake mountains and the little oh, yeah. castle gray skulls. That is just beautiful. And I keep thinking, though, how many more of these castle gray skulls am I going to end up with? <laughs> right. Yeah. Because, you know, they're hidden. And mm-hmm. this is what I hate. OK, I'll, I'll be honest. This is why I stopped uh, with the loyal subjects. Um, I hate buying mystery packs because I get screwed. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I would, I'd buy, I bought a whole box of loyal subject figure. I literally bought a whole box mm. unopened and I only had one chase figure and tons <clears throat> and tons of the common ones. And I'm like, I spent all this money for this and I still have, I couldn't even give them away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't get much for the original set of minis that I, that I owned. Uh, you'll, I gave you a link and what I did was I put together, uh, a bunch of side by side comparisons of the original minis figures and these new Eternia mini figures. And it's pretty interesting. Some of these are, are very interesting to look at because you can see with these new ones, which are only $4.99 each. Uh, we're losing some of the paint at the same time. We're getting some of the figures that weren't produced in the original line. that were more like prototypes for down the road for the next wave. And, uh, I remember at PowerCon during the Q and a session at the Mattel panel, somebody asked, and I, I, maybe it was you Renee, I'm not sure, asked if 
the minifigures could come as a guaranteed set, you know, one per box, so that you you don't get screwed, so that you're sure to get the whole set if you buy the whole box. Which, by the way, the the actual box that these come in, not the castles and Snake Mountains, but the actual package, the box is is really beautiful. It's a Castle Grayskull design with a job bridge that opens up. Well, I didn't I didn't ask that question. I, okay. I was there at the panel. But um I know Somebody the individual else. yeah, I know the individual who did. Mm-hmm. And we had that discussion afterwards because he was in the same boat I was. Oh. That that he did go out of his way and he got a whole box from Entertainment Earth and nothing. Actually, he had it worse. There was no chase figures in that box that he bought. And I just think that was wrong. I mean, you should have at least uh, out of a box of 24, there should be at least two to three of the rare chase figures. Yeah, absolutely. Because to me, I just consider it um, unethical that you buy these and Mm -hmm. there's no chase figures in there. And they did have the numbers listed, like, like you know, there was a box saying one, you know, like the pink Tila mm-hmm. was like maybe one out of every 300 Tilas hmm. or something like that. And then there was the rare 24 karat gold He-Man that somebody right. did find. And it's like finding the golden ticket to the Willy Wonka factory. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. But then I keep thinking, if it was gold, you could easily pick up the boxes and tell, you know, like which right. one's really heavy, you know. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah, but a pink one, okay, you know, that's the one I ended up with, yeah. and I'm like, okay. But to have a whole box and not end up with any chase figures, that mm-hmm. means that there is uneven distribution, and so somebody got a box probably with all chase figures. I wouldn't be surprised. My dumb question of the night is, do the Motu Minis mean that Loyal Subjects is not going to be doing what they're doing for Masters? You know, that's always the iffy part. I mean, Mattel has been really <laughs> protective of their toy line. And it they, seems like they're, they're grabbing everything back again. So that's why I'm curious, you know. Right. Yeah, but I was going to point out, Funko is back. Yeah, that's and true. They took the they took the license. I mean, they gave the license. They took it away, they gave it back, they took it away, and now they gave it back to Funko. Mm-hmm. And so but, that's always a big question. Yeah, I mean, uh, are the loyal subjects gone? But then I kind of, I don't care, but well, I am uh, curious. Uh, I, 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 I jumped in, and I got a, a set from Walmart, and <clears throat> I get things here and there. But for the most part, you know, like, I'm not a completist, but I know there are people out there who are completists, and I'm sure they're pissed at that line. Because, I mean, the anti-attorney of He-Man, you know, uh, in general, it's like, what was that, tw- Club 27 or 28 or whatever it was? I mean, mm-hmm. man, if I was a completist, I would be losing my mind over the fact that I couldn't get a, a specific character, you know? And right. So I, that's why I'm wondering, maybe they took it back from them and this is their offering to offset there's no loyal subjects from this point out or something. Honestly, I'm, I've stayed away from them. I don't know, maybe a listener who knows the, that line. But again, I'm I may collect these again. I do have a few sets, but I kind of like mm, I hate chase figures. I Me hate too. mystery packs. You know, I, I hate that mm-hmm. part. I don't know about the rest of you, but uh, that's why, again, I, I'm collecting right now the mega constructs because mm-hmm. at least I see them. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. how, how much are these again? Four dollars. The minis are five dollars each. Blind box for five bucks to me is not as bad as thirteen to fifteen bucks over at Walmart when they originally released those though. You know, like I could I could justify okay, I'll put five bucks and see what happens, you know, versus man, you know, like three times as much and you're half the time it's man at arms again, you know, or something like or <laughs> right. here's Stratos again. I that's that's a huge part of why I, I was like, I'm done. Like unless I could see these things in package, I'm not worrying about this. Well, and you have to be careful. You know, you have to be aware of what you're getting for your money too. Uh, if you look at the comparison photos I linked you, you'll see that, for instance, the original mini Beast Man uh, has paint on his uh, fingernails, toenails, you know, his claws, and uh, that's not present on the the new figure. Which, you know, many of these have fairly different uh, 
uh, paints on them, like the Jitsu, which was unproduced, but we saw a prototype of the the, the mini Jitsu. Has in the in the prototype, it has nice paints that are vintage style, gold on the the hand and on the armor, and on the what we're getting in the new one is just kind of a, more of a yellow, like they they just kind of went over his neck with that same yellow as well. Um, and then, uh, what was the other one? Well, oh, I wanted just to point out that it's nice that they'll finally have a regular He-Man and Skeletor that are the right scale, as opposed to the original set where we had like supersized minis of He-Man and Skeletor, but everybody else was a smaller size. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Again, I'm I'm more of the uh, the mini constructs. I I love that line more. Mm-hmm. And right now, you know, where Walmart is actually like drowning <laughs> in the yeah. Masters of the Universe figures. My Walmart's each now have like three boxes. Oh wow. Of you know the Masters of the Universe and that toy line. I mean, it's just got amazing and more amazing. Uh, especially at Toy Fair, you know, the we're getting Mechanic, which to me is like, wow, with a Triclops and a, and a full battle ram now. Yeah, they, they look pretty awesome. Yeah, and that was the only new ones that they showed. But, you know, the, the designer uh, who goes, he posts on He-Man.org and different places said, oh, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, bad news, we canceled the Sky Sled. Good news is it's a battle ram now. You know, <laughs> nice. You know, which is like, all right. And you have switchable heads. Hmm. I mean, so, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, I get multiples of that. You know, I mean, I was fortunate enough that I found uh, for the holidays, like three uh, Wind Raiders for like five bucks each. And so if I get these, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to get, I can army build, which is really cool. I mean, looking at the Mechanic, looking at the, Triclops, they look amazing. Just mini versions of their figures. Point Dread looks awesome with the White Sorceress and mm-hmm. uh, a Roton Fighter with uh, Merman and Zodak. I mean, what more can we want out of this? And then yeah. the He-Man and uh, Skeletor or Battle Armor He-Man and Battle Armor Skeletor with their Battle Cats. I mean, Battle Cat and Panther look amazing. Yeah, I mean, they're very tempting. Yeah, you got to pick up this line. I mean, I got to and the cheap and the figures are cheap. They're five bucks. I'm I'm putting I'm saving my money for Origins and also um, the rest of my money is going into the the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Ultimate figures. I'm all in <laughs> on that line. Yeah. yeah, I forget how much the price point of those was until yesterday, and I looked and I'm <laughs> like, oh, that's salty right now for me. <laughs> right. I would have well, loved to just get the Leo because Leo is always my favorite Ninja Turtle, but even then. Yeah. Well, for me, uh, I'm I'm all about the Thundercats. I have my yeah. Thundercats, and uh, it's the Ghostbusters, the Hasbro Ghostbusters, and I collect these because it's cheap, and I was able to get Castle Grayskull cheap. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, really? Good. Yeah. Uh, instead of the – I got it for like 120 not, which is not the cheapest. The it wasn't oh, the oh, cheapest. Really? Somebody told me it went down to 80 Oh, wow. Um, but it's kind of back up again, and, but you can still find it. And ha- and Mega Construct said that apparently Castle Grayskull was their big seller, and it's you going know. into a second ship, into a second mm-hmm. ship. I, I hope that we get a. It would be fun to see a Snake Mountain. I'd be very curious to see what they would do with it. It's always curiosity until you have to put it together. <laughs> <laughs> right. How I mean, would, it's how would, a, go ahead. So you're going to ask a question? No, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it took me four days to put Castle Grayskull together. Oh, my gosh. And, <laughs> is that the fun part, is putting it together? You know, part of it is, like, the achievement. Right. You know, right. the satisfaction that it was a bunch of bricks. And, again, the Castle Grayskull is a huge box. And you open it, and you get a bunch of boxes. And you have yeah. to open them up, follow the instructions. And it was night. Nice, you know, I did some hiccups. Like I did forget like two steps on a, on one of the towers and, uh, and then at the end it wouldn't fit to the rest of the castle. And then when I looked at it from an angle, it looked like the leaning tower of Pisa, but I just didn't see it when I was putting it together and I had to take it all apart and realize, Oh, I missed a couple of steps. 
But there the is a reason, satisfaction. The only reason I don't get the Mega Constructs is because I'm running out of space. Just in general, my collection, my room, I'm like, wow, I can't really start a whole other line now. But I do love the castle. It looks amazing. And I love, and in general, I like Legos. And they remind me of the Legos and its official, like, characters. I love the Scarecrow. He's really awesome. And I was lucky. I had a friend who hooked me up with a Scarecrow and a Stratos. But um, hopefully nice. uh, they're showing up different places. There's a, oh, not a Dollar Tree, but a, a Five and Below. Five, five Below. Yeah. Yeah, where they're showing up, and there's one opening next month here in El Paso, or a couple opening up in El Paso. So I'm hoping to see them there. But that's that's a passion. I, I am liking those. I, I do like them. I, I like the minifigures, and it's nice to display. And if you get a minifigure next to a classic figure, it looks like the classics have their own action figures. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's so cool. <laughs> well, you need to get another castle so you can build the other two walls for the castle. Oh, I'm going to die. <laughs> you know, that was the sad part with the 2000X one. When uh, they sold the 2000X one, they, they they said that they were going to make the other two sides. Hmm. Like, like different play sets. And eventually there was going to be a wall. Instead, they did that small battle station. Oh, I see. Right. One, which does attach to the castle, but hmm. it's a shame that we never got to see that. But with the Legos, they could do that. I, mean, I don't want to say Legos, but Mega Constructs. But you can do that. You know, you I could, if I had it in me, build another two walls. It's just I don't have the, I don't have it in me. <laughs> they should have added extra parts so that you could so that or made it so that if you bought two, there would be instructions so that you could build those other walls well let me say this about mega constructs mega constructs is the best chance of seeing the three towers come back yeah yeah that's a good point because there's no way we'll see it in classics mm -hmm. there is a slim chance we'll we'll see it actually no chance i'm going to say no chance we'll see it in origins maybe we might see uh, uh castle grayskull in origins but it's just going to be the uh the classic one retrofitted um uh, i'm hopeful my hope is that they'll it'll be slightly smaller than classics you know for the price point and whatnot but it'll be a new sculpt with some cool uh, interchangeable parts and same thing with because i figure with snake mountain which i i'm sure they would eventually get get to snake mountain in origins uh, they can't use the the classic Snake Mountain. That's out of the out of the question. It's way too big. Uh, they don't own it. It's Super Sevens. Uh, so they would have to m use a new sculpt anyway. So we had some very big news coming out of the studio producing the new Masters of the Universe Revelation cartoon, uh, the series for Netflix. Uh, this is Kevin Smith's show. It looks like he's rounded up a slew of of celebrities, uh, of super talented uh, actors and actresses uh, for his show, uh, including the one and only Mark Hamill, who will be playing Skeletor, uh, Kevin Conroy, and two actors from the Game of Thrones series. Yeah, Lena Headey, which again, we all hate as Cersei uh, for us Game of Thrones <laughs> fans. Uh, will be Evil Lynn, which is, if I was to cast the movie, I would have her as like one of my number one picks because she is gorgeous. She is beautiful and she can play evil, like, like evil, evil, evil. And so she is amazing. Uh, and so I'm just, when I saw that casting, I was just stunned. She's perfect for the role. And I mean, oh my God, this casting, we've got Alan Oppenheimer the voice actor who played the original Skeletor, Man-at-Arms, and Cringer in the Filmation cartoon. Now he's coming back as Moss Man? That is really fun. Yeah, and people asked, you know, like, people were like, how come he isn't um, playing Skeletor? And I'm like, he's 92 years old. <laughs> right. He's 92? He's in his 90s. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he said uh, when I met him at Paracon one year, he said he can't really do the voice anymore for Skeletor because it's too hard on his throat. So 
could totally see that. And I, I knowing Mark mm-hmm. Hamill, he has range, and he's at least you know he's, he's going to be around for a while. And the name recognition of just him as an actor and as a voice actor, I think that made that was a very good that was a very good um, choice. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, by, by the way, uh, on the Masters of the Universe Revelation page on Facebook, you can find this uh, big poster that I put together showing off the the new the actors the the voice cast uh, for the new cartoon. Uh, and which, by the way, has been shared uh, about 3,300 times and has reached over uh, you know, the eyeballs of uh, over 630,000 people. Uh, well, you really put detail in that, man. That's, oh, that's really you. work. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And I wanted to say that on that page, you'll find a video that's basically a fan video where they took audio clips from a, what do you call it, a toy fair marketing meeting. Uh, that actually featured voice clips of Mark Hamill doing his part as Skeletor and Lena Headey doing her part as Evil Lynn. They actually, somebody made a little video of that. It, it was really cool. I had seen that video and I didn't know if it was, it sounded like it was the actual actors. I just didn't know if it was actually for the show. And the fact that they were saying that, it just made me, I'm glad you said that because I didn't know if it was real or if it was something, I don't know, contrived by somebody else. But I'm super stoked about it. And actually, that poster, yes, it's really awesome. Personally, like, I love, like, Chris Wood. I watch him on Supergirl. He's awesome. Oh. He's very heroic. Um, Phil Lamar, I just, in my mind, he's, like, uh, Green Lantern. And Henry Rollins, he's, like, a freaking rock star, literally. And he's, like, freaking Trapjaw. I'm sorry, Triclops. Yeah. He's Triclops. Yeah. And on top of that, we got Buffy. <laughs> Buffy. Yeah. We got freaking Buffy. It's, like, <laughs> I don't know. They have, like, amazing choices for well, like all these people and justin long i mean i didn't, haven't even seen him in ages he's robot yes yes but but the best casting ever oh tony kidding. todd as scareglow Candyman as scareglow yeah. oh. yes <laughs> yes when i saw that yes <laughs> a thousand times yes and it no will be the first time in the cartoon and to have somebody like him voice it it's just bravo it's like awesome casting that is inspired choice right there you know tony todd you know if you haven't seen Candyman, he's done tons i know well my daughter and i know him a lot from the final destination movies i've met him uh twice at comic cons oh nice he's a super nice guy i'll tell you this right now he is a super nice guy but he does have that creepy dark voice. I, I'm not even. <laughs> I'm not even doing it justice at all to him. Nice. And him playing Scareglow. And yes, for the first time, we're going to have Scareglow in animated form. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is and hero. Yeah, yes. Hero. Yes. And Kevin and we're going to have who's like Batman as Merman. Yeah. He's got like a huge range in his ability to do voices. I wonder what he's going to do with Merman. Well, and you know they're going to play Merman up a bit because it's Kevin Conroy, right? Yeah, so he's going to have a bigger part. He's not going to be just like a yeah. throwaway henchman. Exactly. Well, Merman was always one of the original guys, you know? But again, Dietrich Bader, he does a million voices. I loved him in Batman Brave and the Bold. Right. Yeah. So I can imagine him uh, doing a heroic King Randor. Mm-hmm. And then doing an evil trap job. I could easily see him doing that. That'll you be know? fun seeing yeah. him do both parts. Yeah. And it's Liam Steven. Cunningham does have, uh, from Game of Thrones, he does have a heroic voice. Oh, he's perfect for the role. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and so uh, Jason Mewes, come on, Estinkor. I mean, Johnny, remember <laughs> when he popped in? Remember when he popped in? Oh, my the, God. Yes. I was like. Who's this lady that's showing up? And I was like, oh, my God. It's Jason <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, I'm, he- I'm going to play He-Man. Oh, I'm going to be He-Man. <laughs> well, Susan Eisenberg, I'm excited. It's like Wonder Woman's going to be in this show, guys. We've yep. got Wonder Woman, <clears throat> Bat- Batman, Joker. He- so she's going to be a sorceress. I'm super excited for that part. And we got and two Jokers. Two Jokers, right. Because that's- of Kevin Michael Richardson. Yeah. yeah. Who, which is a really tr- real treat. It's perfect because he has such a great deep voice for Beast. Yes. And it's perfect. Agreed. Yeah. And I've heard him. He just, he's done different voices. And so he can't, you know, when the Joker, he did he did play like, he had like a deep kind of scary, crazy voice when he played the Joker. 
And so I'm just thinking if he adds a beast tone to it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he it's going to be really great. And again, Alicia Silverstone as Queen Marlena. Which, That's wonderful. I can't wait. I, I think all of these were Kevin's friends. I mean, come on. His <laughs> daughter is in it. You know? Yeah. Which yeah, I can't wait. There. It's going to be great to see Alina again. I mean, wow. To pick her out of the, I mean, she's one of the minor characters like that out of the filmation cartoon. So obscure that she never even got a classics figure, and yet we're going to be treated to uh, her portrayal. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah, I messaged Kevin Smith saying if he wants an Eternian guard, I'm free. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it, man. You know, I'll I'll sign up for all this. I mean, I'm just blown away by what they're what these episodes are going to be about mm-hmm. i mean uh hero which again i keep thinking it might be a flashback episode yeah. notice they don't have a king grayskull but at the same time we have a lieutenant andra yes i was leading i was gonna ask about andra i'm not really super familiar with her character but she was more of a uk comics character correct no she actually came out in the uh uh the star comics the marvel uh the old marvel star comics Really? And and uh, small part. She had like a small part, uh, but significant in one comic book. And she had a cameo. Just out of curiosity. Um, it's the one, I forgot the issue, but it's the one where Orko gets super powered and the oh, thinks okay. Miguel is dead. Gotcha. And, okay, I know which yeah. one. Yeah. And uh, he was, and Lieutenant Andrew was going to have a bigger part in one of the later unreleased comic book issues of masters of the universe that, uh, she was going to have a different costume, but unfortunately that comic is, we've only seen a few pictures here or there. It's in a private piece where the owner doesn't want to release the issue. And, uh, she had a small part in, um, the, uh, or a small cameo, I guess you could say in the, uh, he man and the, uh, uh, Masters of the Universe versus what's it called? The uh, the Injustice. Oh, the Injustice, right? Yeah. Gotcha. I remember yeah. for that one. Yeah. Well, and that one was kind of a, just a tiny bit of a gamble because it's possible we could get a different, uh, like a new character who happens to be named Andra, just like we've got a character named Priestess who could be totally new. I'm really hoping that it's just you know the goddess. Uh, but with a different name due to licensing reasons, I really hope we get Goddess in this series, but we'll see. Well, the the head of the Masters of the Universe knows his stuff. Yes. You know, he he does know him. You know, I've talked to him at PowerCon. I talked to him for about 20 minutes after the uh, one of the panels. And uh, I did, you know, try to get a feel for him. And he did know his stuff. He did know his characters. Nice. And so if there's a character named Andra, he, he knows Andra. And okay. the thing was that, uh, you know, she's in the character guide. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was, here's the other little tidbit secret. Um, she was going to get a figure. Oh, I see. Lieutenant Andra was like a hairpin away from getting a figure. And they had a bio for her and everything. Hmm. So again, it, it sucks. It's it's under one of those almost, but never quite did. Um, and so again, this this cast and all these people just makes me wonder where are we going? What are we doing? Well, you know, I, I'll mention there's an article linked on that uh, Facebook page for Revelation in which where it's an actual uh, recorded interview with Kevin Smith. It was recorded just after PowerCon when he made his big announcement about the show. I, and I'm surprised that we didn't catch on to this sooner because he he ta- gives a lot of good detail about the show. One thing he talks about is he said he understands that at some point Shira is, or uh, he said um, uh, Adora is going to have to play a, a part in the show. And that it could be as early as season two if they were to get a second season. And that we could even get a He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special. I think we got a deal. I think they made a deal. You know, I honestly, I I will say that I think we will eventually see Princess of Power line in the Origins style. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, I, I think I think it's going to I think it's going to happen sooner than later. 
Mm-hmm. And I do think that because people, again, they've talked, they've negotiated. I think they've agreed that it would be in the better interest for everybody that these characters are together. And that's why I think we are going to see Shira in the Revelation eventually. And mm-hmm. I think He-Man will appear in the Netflix Shira series eventually. Well, I think that the Shira that is going to be in Revelation, I am 99% sure that it's going to be the 80s Shira, the original true Shira that we know and love, rather than the net the new Netflix Shira. Right, now, their styles well, are very different. Well, I mean like in different styles, of course. I mean, different you know, styles. multiverse. Let's just take let's go with the multiverse. We could see We're going to see a multiverse He-Man yeah. from that Shira universe and a multiverse Revelation Shira. We could see the some of the same voice actresses from the Netflix Shira show carry over to the Revelation. I think that'd be perfectly fine. Based on the cast they have here, I don't know if that works though. Well, I'll be honest. The, yeah. There's there's a lot of like this was the first time other than that poster you got a feeling of what they're bringing to the table with mm-hmm. who they brought as a cast. Right. And a lot of the people on the Netflix when I watch it I I like it. I'm I'm not really, you know, I hate her on it or whatever, but I really feel like those people bring that kind of teeny bopper vibe to it. You know, the True. they got that kind of the millennial I, I hate I hate saying that, but the millennial vibe to it. Versus this this cast that they put together brings like a gravitas with them that makes you go, they're taking this seriously. Right. So I'm almost thinking like the one thing somebody threw out there that I think would be kind of funny is uh, Chris Wood, who's playing He-Man. He married Melissa Benoist from Supergirl. Why not bring her along for the red yeah. never be She-Ra? And exactly. Like, <laughs> that, that would be amazing. That would be like <laughs> it's like it's like how how does peanut butter and chocolate not taste good together? Let's do this. You know? I mean, exactly, um, sir. I was on the same wavelength as you. I mean, if they're going to bring in Shira, they're going to bring in somebody like Melinda I mean, Britt. Well, no, it, it, no. I think I'm, I'm talking about like a name. I think uh, Melissa like Benoist will you know will gladly fill in the shoes for Shira. Mm-hmm. Or I even will go as bold that they'll bring in an A-lister to be Shira. Right. Uh, Kevin Smith has a lot of uh, friends mm-hmm. that that he could bring in. Yeah, yeah. Melissa Benoist would be again the most perfect choice mm-hmm. to get to the teen audience. You could, and it's Netflix. Bring in the girl who does Sabrina. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would work too. Yeah. I do think that Netflix has a lot to win all of these shows. Um, I'm sure you guys have read articles about how the Sony movie may not be released uh, in in the theaters, but it's likely to be released in as a Netflix show. And I I know that the way that the agreements are going with DreamWorks, that they have a hand in it. And I kind of could see them like like you guys were saying, where like Revelations, as they've mentioned at PowerCon, was supposed to be a continuation of the 80s. Whereas the mm-hmm. second show is going to be a completely different iteration, which would probably be taking a more modern take, which would probably be a little bit more like Shira, but probably not as, for lack of a better term, bubbly. Right. It would, it, and I think it's okay. And I think that's a lot of things that people have argued about in the past. You know, like, oh, well, I want there to be one definitive He-Man or one definitive Shira, and it kind of goes back to what I believe about the toys and the line is that everyone is valid. Everyone should be able to have what they have. And I think Netflix is kind of playing that up mm-hmm. to, to their benefit. So that way, if we want, like there's supposed to be a whole lot more of the, uh, the hardcore fighting that was a lot more like the Castlevania cartoon that's supposed to happen in revelation. Well, I don't know what, how that's going to compare to the newer one, but maybe that one, the, the violence may be more toned down for families that have different, you know, tastes in what their their families watch. Right. Well, well I think the 2000X did it where you could put action. <laughs> you could put a lot of action in there, but uh, they're not going to kill off Merman. You know, as much as uh, I forgot his name, who, lo- who hates Stratos, uh, we're not going to see Stratos decapitated, you know. Well, it, the other thing, too, um, the animation company doing the CGI cartoon one is the Troll Hunters uh, animation company as well. And it, for me, like, I, I'm I'm just using that as like, okay, that's a reference point. 
that show had violence without having to go gory. You know, it had action, it had this, and, and it had stakes. And I think that would be perfect the way they balance that on that show to the new one and have that be like the new take on it for like the younger generations that hopefully get also exposed to origins and they start getting invested in these characters. And, you know, for me, it's like the revelation show seeing that cast list. And then I want to see some either, either character designs or, a, or a teaser trailer finally, because we've been talking about this since last August. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I want to see something to get, cause this, this list gave me enough to go all, oh. Like, you know, I'm, I'm like another step forward in, in like, okay, you're getting me each step of the way. At first it was like that, that poster's great. I'm not sure what they're doing with this because you know, the people involved, how is this going to work? When you see that cast list, you're like, they're legit about this. They're not trying to make this in. And, and I feel bad. Kevin Smith brings that to the table, whether or not they intended it. it it's it, they're they're worried. There's all these fans. Oh, it's going to be snoochy boochies. It's going to be, you know, Manny faces and buzz off selling weed in front of Castle Grayskull or what. And it's like, no, <laughs> like if, if you've got a chance, oh, Mossman, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. This Mossman and buzz off. Sure. But, um, if, if you, if you've gotten to do anything of his other stuff, like, uh, he rebooted green arrow, rebooted daredevil, uh, for Marvel. And he's done all these different things. It's like, if you bring him to the table, he doesn't want to turn it into, the view askew universe. He wants to make it into what he loved about this stuff. Right. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped to go, okay, what are you going to do with this to crank it up to 11 on, on this show that all of us, you know, old school fans, we're going to be sitting there cheering while we watch this thing. Cause we're finally getting that glimpse of this is what it has to be. This is what it should have been all along. Or, mm-hmm. And you know, I was just thinking, because they do cross over a lot because I was watching, uh, I was watching, I forgot, there was a few Netflix shows I'm seeing and I'm like, and some movies and I'm like, hey, that's the lady from Orange is the New Black. She's in this. Yeah. Or, hey, that's, you know, uh, her name was uh, Kiernan Ship Shipka. Kiernan she's, Shipka. Yeah. She's, she's, she's the a, one who plays Sabrina. Sabrina. And she did a couple of Netflix movies. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, too, she'd be great as the voice of She-Ra. You know, and then get some cast members. Michelle Gomez as Shadow Weaver mm-hmm. would be absolutely amazing. Oh my God, yes, Michelle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she yeah. would be amazing. And the bad guy in um, uh, Sabrina was uh, Richard Goyle, Coyle, uh, who pe- who plays Father Black. Uh, he'd Black. be amazing yes. as Hordak. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, and a lot of those teenage casts that they have on the show would be just utterly amazing as the Princess of Powers characters. And you also have the entire cast of Stranger Things. They're amazing also. One yeah. of them actually has their own show and a new movie or a series, I think, actually, on Netflix also. Oh, yeah. Get the kids from Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow. Yeah. I, again, another one. And they're mixing and just, matching. Yeah, who would just be great, you know. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown as She-Ra. <laughs> Why not? Or she could be any of the pr- other princesses. You got all these characters. You got, you know, David Harbour could be Hordak. Actually, I was thinking David Harbour for Fisto. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> I don't know. He, he'd bring something to Fisto that I think would be kind of fun because Fisto to me is like an unquantifiable um, personality because in Filmation, he, he wasn't like, that's my definitive version. 2000X even wasn't that. It's almost Fisto should be that guy. I lost my hand. I got this. It is what it is. Let's go to fight. You know, he's just at the end of the day, you know. Yeah. He goes in the fight. He's got he's got a fist in his one hand, and then the other one he's got a stein of beer and he's just going for it. Why not? You know? There you go. I mean, hey, Netflix Shira has Gina Davis. Let's put yeah. Winona Ryder in something. You know? Sure. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, just like they have Alan Oppenheimer as Mer- Mossman, they really could bring back Melinda Britt Melinda Britt as uh, somebody other than Shira, because one, she's done all these other characters like Catra and uh, Octavia and Castispella, and so they could they could give her a different role, you know. Yeah, in, I'd be up for it, but it's just, just a formula yeah. here that mm-hmm. Kevin. They put. Let's be honest. They put Kevin Smith because that's what a producer does. A producer gets people, mm-hmm. and this is him doing his job. He got people in. Very and well. he's also, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, we could talk about the VOSQ universe, but um, he can do different things. He's he's versatile. And 
he knows storytelling. You know, he's good with dialogue. Mm -hmm. He knows stories and he knows action, part of his geekdom and all that. Uh, he's admitted he wasn't a he, he was aware of Masters of the Universe, but he wasn't he's not one of us. But he he knows action. He knows storytelling. He know he knows enough that he could pull this off and he put in the right people. And he enjoyed the cartoon as a child. He he said he didn't his I believe he said that his mom didn't let him have the toys, but he did really enjoy the the cartoon. And well, he seems it, to understand the theme and the heart of it, which is like he had mentioned in the PowerCon, which was like it was the heart of the story where family is the people that are around you. And he seemed very like um very connected to the themes and he touched on what I think does make this the stories amazing. Which is, yeah, you have these weird characters, but then you have to see, like you said, like Fisto, like there's more to him than just his big hand. And like Mechanic, he's kind of like, they in 2000, they made him seem kind of goofy because it was like they made fun of his, you know, his one action feature. Mm -hmm. But that's what makes all of these guys so amazing is that there is more to them than just the action features or just the one thing you see about them that is different. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think it he does pick up on that. And he, like you said, how to correlate like this, these great actors and actresses to people that do know how to write it and actually tie like all these like a fan it doesn't you don't have to be a fan of this but you need to be a fan of just good storytelling to pull all of these threads together and weave mm -hmm. some really amazing yeah. yeah his his bread and butter is is characterization his his bread and butter is dialogue like him and Tarantino are the guys where it's like you want to hear some memorable dialogue listen to their movies you know and and see the way the characters interact between themselves to really get that sense of, you know, he, he gets it on that level. And that's, he's admitted that's, you know, that's his happy wheelhouse. So the fact that you have that, you have this cast, you have the action that, um, that, uh, uh powerhouse is going to bring to it. I mean, th this, for me, it's like, I'm more pumped for this than I was at the beginning of the year already. Just, you know, this is, this is going in the right directions for me in a lot of good ways. So. Well, and it's it's interesting because I one thing I repeatedly saw in the comments for that poster when I when I got it on there is, uh, hey, where's you know Ram Man? Where's Clawful? Where's such and such? And so I wonder if there are going to be some they're going to fill in some extra characters just by having them be like roles without dialogue, or either that or bring in lesser known voice actors to voice some extra characters or maybe just hold those characters for the next season or mark hamill just took most of the budget <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> well i can't imagine they they would cast everybody right off the bat and right sure. maybe uh you know i hate to say it but maybe a couple of them died but you know story-wise uh you know it would make sense that maybe one or two died but yeah, well, maybe you just get some regular voice actors to play the rest. Uh, on the point of people dying, so my understanding is from from the interview, uh, he's Kevin Smith said that this is supposed to take off take off like right after, basically right after the original filmation cartoon series that the design of the show will be fairly close to the original show, which is interesting. And so it's it's going to start out the first like four or five minutes are going to look just like one of those old episodes, and then it's going to get into into things. And so I don't I don't think they're going to have any deaths in this series, but then we'll see. Yeah, could be very interesting. The one thing I did here at PowerCon that that really got my inner child excited was that it wasn't going to be um, the way you mentioned is that the animation is going to be like the way you imagined it as a kid. We're going to have these big explosions and things blowing up and people throwing each other, which is kind of what they were very limited by back then because of, you know, the FCC and all their rules and, and all that good stuff. And I can see why they were doing it. But uh, truth be told, they were selling toys and that's what we're doing and we're still addicted to them. But, <laughs> but the fact is our imagination as little kids, we made them way bigger than what was really happening. Well, now you have this amazing animation company that, I mean, I've seen their net net, uh, we call it a Castlevania show. Mm -hmm. That's really freaking cool. So I can see them like really playing it up. And like um, Kevin Smith said, let let us handle the dialogue. You guys just handle the throwing, the explosions, you right. know, and all the cool action. And I think that's great. You give everyone what they're good at and enjoy the ride. Yeah. yeah. Cool. 
And uh, he said in that interview, he said that what the animation studio told him was like, oh, just wherever there's a fight scene, just put fighty fighty. In yeah, the, in fighty, fighty, fighty. <laughs> fighty fighty. Yeah. Fighty fighty. And we'll take care of the rest. <laughs> I I heard somewhere, and I, I, I feel bad that I don't remember the source, but I heard that the animation studio's attempt to do the visuals for this is take the box art from what we saw in the original packaging and turn it into a, an animated form. Okay. And like I'm okay with them going, okay, it starts with the filmation thing, but if they go and make something look like a Rudy Obrero or something along those lines. I'm going to sit there with my jaw on the floor going like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Because yeah. uh, for me, uh, coming at it not from Filmation, but before Filmation, I've always wanted to see that dark, epic, mysterious Eternia that was promised on that box art. And usually in Filmation, there was way too much sunshine for my – you know, <laughs> like I, I was always like, yeah, I want to see It was see too happy. Yeah, it's like I want to see a war-torn place too. I don't want to have it looking all, you know, proper and nice all the time. I want it to look like there's been some battles. That's why there are masters of the universe on this planet, you know. And dank swamps. Yeah, <laughs> at the very least. At the very least. All right, I'd like to thank you all for joining us on this deluxe episode, and. uh I'd like to thank you all for listening to us. Thank you. You can subscribe to us on wherever you get your favorite podcast. And to catch up on the latest nerd news, be sure to check out Nerds on the Couch. This is Rene thanking you again, and good journey. Thank you all for having me here on the show. I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm very happy to be here, and I'm looking forward to hopefully joining again in the future. You can check out my web, my page on Facebook, which is uh, Nostalgic Nerd Cave. It's an open group, so all are welcome. Just play nice. Thank you for having me. And this is David Clark, owner of adultcollector.org. This has been a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this episode. I've been really looking forward to it. And I want to give just a special thank you to the fans of Power Podcast, Nathan, Tyler, and Joe, for having me on their show recently to also talk about Revelation. Thank you. And uh, good journey, everybody. And this is Sean Scavana. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at October Sun Art. Uh, thanks for having me on here. I always love my master sticks hanging out with you guys. Uh, and good journey. This has been a Nerds on the Couch production in association with adultcollector.org.